0: Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, namo bhagavate vasudevaya. Okay. Bhagavad Gita as it is Chapter 12, Text 9 Translation and Commentary by his Divine Grace, Srila A. C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, Founder Acharya Viskan. atat abhyasa yogena tato My dear Arjuna, O winner of wealth, if you cannot fix your mind upon me without deviation, then follow the regulated principles of bhakti-yoga. In this way develop a desire to attain me. Purport, in this verse, two different processes of bhakti yoga are indicated. The first applies to one who has actually developed an attachment for Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, by transcendental love. And the other is for one who has not developed an attachment for the Supreme Person by transcendental love. For this second class, there are different prescribed rules and regulations one can follow to be ultimately elevated to the stage of attachment to Krishna. Bhakti yoga is the purification of the senses. At the present moment in material existence, the senses are always impure, being engaged in sense gratification. But by the practice of bhakti yoga, these senses can become purified, and in the purified state they come directly in contact with the Supreme Lord. In this material existence I may be engaged in some service to some master, but I don't really lovingly serve my master. I simply serve to get some money. And the Master also is not in love. He takes service from me and pays me. So there is no question of love. But for spiritual life one must be elevated to the pure stage of love. That stage of love can be achieved by practice of devotional service performed with the present senses. This love of God is now in a dormant state in everyone's heart. And there love of God is manifested in different ways but it is contaminated by material association. Now the heart has to be purified of the material association and that dormant natural love for Krishna has to be revived. That is the whole process. To practice the regulative principles of bhakti-yoga one should, under the guidance of an expert spiritual master, follow certain principles. One should rise early in the morning, take bath, enter the temple and offer prayers and chant Hare Krishna. Then collect flowers to offer to the deity, cook foodstuffs to offer to the deity, take prasadam and so on. There are various rules and regulations which one should follow. And one should constantly hear Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam from pure devotees. This practice can help anyone rise to this level of love of God and then he is sure of his progress into the spiritual kingdom of God. This practice of bhakti-yoga under the rules and regulations with the direction of a spiritual master will surely bring one to the stage of love of God. This chapter is known as the uh, bhakti-yoga chapter, the, the chapter which describes devotional service. Krishna is advising, first of all in this chapter Krishna advises Arjuna that devotional service that is the best path. There is also the path of impersonal understanding. But better than that is the devotional process. This is clarified in other parts of the scripture why devotion to Krishna is the ultimate position of spiritual attainment. Muktir hidvanyata rupam swarupa inavya That real mukti means to be situated in one's swarup. Or one's original form. Generally, we think of mukti as merging into some light. But according to the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the full explanation of the science of spiritual consciousness, Bhagavat tattva vijnanam, muktasangasya jayate, according to the Srimad Bhagavatam, real liberation means to be situated in one swarup. You see this Bhagavatam is described as bhagavat tattva Vigyanam. that word is there. Generally the way we translate the, the word Vigyan as science. In the modern age, Vigyan is translated as science, but that derivation means gyanam or specialized knowledge. There's general knowledge, but special knowledge, or the, the ultimate point of all knowledge is Bhagavat Tattva, Vijnanam. It means that in the Srimad Bhagavatam, in the Bhagavad Gita concisely and in the Bhagavatam, in elaborately, the whole subject, Bhagavat Tattva, the science of God, is examined elaborately. And the result of knowing that is Jayate. one becomes liberated from material contamination. Now, so what is that liberation? That again is described in the Bhagavatam swarupenavivastiti, to be situated in one's proper position or to attain one's swarup, one's actual form. Generally we think of liberation as this merging or you lose your material form and you just merge into some light. But according to the Bhagavatam, real mukti means to get your swarup, your own actual form. This form that we have now, this body is temporary it will not remain. Therefore I cannot say this is my swarup. After this body I may get another body and another body and another body. So what is my actual form? That is swarup. This very word swarup means that our original existence is with roop, not arupam, not niraka as some people say, but with roop, with form. So real mukti means Going back home, back to Godhead. That is described also in Srimad Bhagavatam that this merging into the light that is not actual liberation. That is only partial liberation. This idea of merging into the Brahma Jyoti, Brahmaleen. You've all heard this expression. Brahmalin. Sometimes we see some sadhu is advertised as being Brahmalin. he's merged Actually, that means merged in spiritual consciousness, but that's generally understood to mean that you've become jivan mukta, the idea of the Mayavadis, the Advaitavadis, that you become absorbed in some impersonal light. But the Bhagavatam says that even if you do get that kind of liberation, you don't remain in that position, you fall down. vimukta <inaudible> bhavad, abhi shuddha buddhaya padang tata Lord Brahma prays to Krishna that those who think that they are liberated by performing austerities they may be liberated but they are not fully liberated they have by performing austerities your consciousness may become purified so that you escape from the Sangsa chakra, you escape from birth and death. But you only go to what is called the Brahma Jyoti, which is the light emanating from the body of Krishna in the spiritual world. So to to become liberated like that, you have to become purified by performing austerities. That is called, purified means Shuddha. But the Bhagavatam states, Avi Shuddha buddhi. Their consciousness is not fully shuddha. It is shuddha, but it is not, it is avishuddha. It means it's not fully purified. Why? Because anadrita yushmadangraya. They neglect to worship Krishna. Someone who neglects to worship Krishna, even though he may be very pious, he may be very austere, he may have so many qualifications, but his consciousness is not fully purified. So fully purified consciousness is being described here in Bhagavad Gita by Krishna that that fully purified consciousness means to take to the devo- to devotional service here krishna is describing you should take to my devotional service now why is that because that is for the ultimate benefit of us that krishna states now in speaking for your benefit Shrinume paramam vacha, krishna says at the end of gita sarvagu yatam now I will speak to you the most confidential knowledge, my topmost instruction for your benefit. So what is that benefit? Manmana bhava Madhakto. Think of me, become my devotee. So it's very clear actually, all our acharyas have explained. All the acharyas, Ramanuja Madhva, Madhvacharya, whatever ideas, of course Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Jeeva Goswami and Prabhupada is presenting this, distributing this all over the world that this idea that mukti means you become liberated into some light, that may have some application, but that is not actually in our real self-interest. Our real self-interest is to develop our love for Krishna. That is what is wanted. Now generally the Mayavadis, they say that this bhakti, it's just a stepping stone on the path to Gyan. Have you heard this? Have you heard this idea? That bhakti... This I was discussing with some Mayavadi from Kerala, tough nuts, in Badrikashram. There are all the priests there are from Kerala, somehow or other, from Kerala they are up in Badrikashram. So they are all... So he was saying that uh, actually this bhakti is good for the ordinary people. But then when you become more intelligent, then you give up bhakti and you take to jnana. So... This is their explanation that as long as you're unintelligent, you do bhakti and then you then finally you realize that who you are worshiping, you are the same person. Just like here we're worshiping Krishna on the altar, beautiful deities. Rukmini, Satyabhama, Krishna, Gornitai, Jagannath is away for now. So the, the Mayavadi or Advaitavadi, their idea is now I'm doing the puja, but later I will go on the altar and they shall do puja to me. That's it. That's their idea. They want to become God. Their, their impossible desire is to become God. But that is not, according to Shastra, that is not our Swaroop. Krishna says here in Gita, Mamai jiva jiva bhuta sanatana that all living beings are my anksha sanatana, they are eternally my anksha. It's not that when we become liberated that Krishna becomes our anksha. Or it's not that when we become liberated we become equal with Krishna. Krishna is eternally supreme and we are eternally his servant. Our position is to serve him. When we hear this, we may not like it. Just We're reading in the purport, Prabhupada says that the master, here in this material world we have this experience that the master doesn't treat the servant very nicely it's only for money and especially in the modern age they make you work like anything isn't it who's working in some job especially all these modern companies progressive companies it's uh... they call it the rat race they treat you like a rat you have to run them you have to politic your way in the organization and intense competition they'll give you a job 9 to 5, but then every day they'll keep you up till 9 o'clock at night, is it? With no extra pay and no complaining. This is modern life. Work, work, work. Become a success. If you get more see I met someone, they're earning 10,000 rupees a month. They think, I've got a very good job. But he's working up to 11 o'clock every night. So he has 10,000 rupees a month. What's he going to do with 10,000 rupees? That, that, that only pays his rent practically anyway. So he's thinking, I have a good job, but he's working. I mean, even the ass would complain. he say he's working like an ass, but even an ass wouldn't work up to 11 o'clock at night, every night. So it's only for an exchange of money. There's no love. So when we hear that we should become the servant of Krishna, we think, no, I don't want to be the servant. But this is an exchange... What the... Uh, Advaitavadis don't understand or they don't want to understand. This is an exchange of transcendental love. Actually, if one so wants to be com- merged with God, actually the devotee of Krishna, in one sense, he becomes more than God. Because Krishna says, mad puja badika my devotee says, Krishna says, my devotee should be worshipped more than me. And we practically see that the most who are the most intimate devotees of Krishna, when we hear Krishna-lila, they actually take a su- apparently superior position to Krishna. Where's Kanan? He was just quoting that verse this morning. That yasya Lingay, parang brahma. Who knows that verse? Shuting apare, smitem apare, I can't remember. Anyway, the, the purport is that different people may have different modes of worship, but I worship nanda maharaj why nanda maharaj so i was discussed with brajajan, is brajajan his brajajan is his wife. how brajajan actually means nanda maharaj so nanda maharaj he is worshipped why because param brahma here are kanam here's what's that verse shooting up a race so some people they, they worship the Shruti or the Smiti, or the Mahabharata. Aham? Nandambande Yasya Linge Param As far as I'm concerned, the uh, I worship Nanda Maharaj because in his courtyard, the Supreme Absolute Truth is playing like a child. See, the little child is rolling around in the dirt, and the scriptures there in Krishna book, he's holding the tail of the calf and the calf is running and Krishna is being pulled through the dirt. Now when people hear this they think, how can and you are describing Param Brahma this is the supreme absolute truth uh, people, they can't, it is very difficult to understand. Param Brahma Param Dharma, Pavitram param ambhavan, Purusham Shashvatam Divyam, Adi Devam Ajam Vibhum, Arjuna is addressing Krishna, you are the supreme absolute truth. The supreme uh, abode you are the supreme pure person. Pavitram, Paramam, Bhavan, Purusham, Shashvatam, Divyam. You are the origin of all the demigods. You are unborn. You are unlimitedly great. And all the Rishis, Munis, Asita, Devla, Vyas, Narad, they're all worshipping Krishna. And here is the. Everyone is, everyone is praying to Krishna. And here is Krishna holding on to the tail of a calf in Nanda Maharaj's courtyard. And who can understand nanda maharaj is more than krishna that that painting who has seen that painting that nanda maharaj is telling krishna just bring my shoes and baby krishna is putting on his head now can you imagine doing so you, if you have the deity and you put, we don't even want to say you put your shoes on his head who can imagine such a thing it's uh, this kind of thing those the, here in tamil nadu they do that right they they put the shoes on we don't want to say this. Some atheists, they've they've insulted Lord Ram. Isn't it? Like this. Very atheistic people. They insult Lord Ram by putting shoes and so many bad things. So this is an offense for which you go to hell. But Krishna personally is taking the shoes of Namna Maharaj on his head. Why is that? Because Krishna is the supreme absolute truth. But rather than being... he actually prefers to enjoy loving exchanges of devotion with his devotees. That's why he, why Krishna is taking the form of a little boy. If he's the Supreme absolute, Why is he playing like a little boy? Because he enjoys exchanges of love with his devotees. And even he, the prayers the demigods are offering to him, he's not so much pleased as he's pleased by the his mother may be chastising that why you're a naughty boy, you're eating dirt. If you hear this story, you may be surprised. What is this? This is supposed to be the supreme absolute truth and he's eating dirt and his mother is chastising him. But then when his mother chastises him, she looks in his mouth, she sees all the universes. So that is the difference. Any, any boy, young boy, may be chastised by his mother. But when mother Yashodra is chastising Krishna, she sees within his mouth all the universes. So Krishna enjoys this exchange of love with his devotees, even more than the prayers of the demigods. Just like uh, Brahma was praying to Krishna after he stole all the cows and cowherd boys, all the calves, then Brahma was praying to Krishna for forgiveness and then afterwards, he finished his prayer, and Krishna was just standing there. And Brahma didn't know—is he pleased with me? Is he angry? Or what's going on? And Krishna was just thinking, "What is this demigod doing here? I just want to go and play with my friends. What are all these, Why are all these demigods coming and disturbing me?" So Krishna, in his, especially in his intimate pastimes, this is the uh, Golok Lila or Gokul Lila. Krishna is enjoying his pastimes with his friends, with his devotees, who can understand, not by formal worship. Here it's recommended, follow the rules and regulations of spiritual life so that you can develop your love for Krishna. So what are these rules and regulations? Offering arati, offering prasadam, taking prasadam, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, hearing Bhagavad Gita from devotees. Why? Why should we do this? Because that will awaken our love for Krishna. By performing these activities we come in contact with Krishna and Krishna by His very nature, He is, that's the very meaning of His name, He is all attractive. So naturally if we come in contact with Krishna we'll be attracted. But then you may say, well why, why rules and regulations? You see, Mother Yashoda is chastising Krishna, so I should also chastise Krishna. No. We have to follow the rules and regulations because at our present stage of we're just beginning our devotion, so we have to be guided by rules and regulations so that we worship Krishna properly and don't make offenses. At the present stage, if we try to behave with Krishna in, an, in a very intimate way, that will be artificial because our natural love for Krishna has not been fully reawakened. So there is a tendency to mix. In the neophyte stage, there is a tendency to mix our material emotions and desires with uh, desires to serve Krishna. Just like, for instance, I'll give one example. One lady, she, she is worshipping in her home Gopal deity. So many people worship this, Naru Gopal. So she was thinking, I like to watch TV, my sons like to watch TV, so Krishna is also a young boy. He probably also likes to watch TV. So she's sitting watching TV and she has Krishna and brings him on a seat and he's also watching the Hindi movies. Do you think Krishna wants to see that? Nonsense. I'm sure, I mean I say Hindi movies, I'm mostly in North India. I'm sure the Tamil movies are much better. I won't ask your opinion about that. So this this is a misunderstanding based on, because someone is bringing their material consciousness into devotional service. They're thinking, what I like, Krishna should also like. But we should do it round the other way. We should understand what Krishna likes and then act in that way. And then we become purified because Krishna is pure and in our present stage we are not pure. Therefore we have to follow the rules and regulations of Shastra. Shruti, Smriti, Purana, Adi, Pancharatra, Vidhin, Aikantiki Hare, Utpatayaiva kalpate if we try to perform devotional service without following all the rules and regulations as given in the shastra that is called Utpat. it means there will be uh, some contamination or disturbance in the path of devotional service therefore we have to follow the rules and regulations very carefully and that will guide our lives so that we will become attracted to Krishna more and more Just like one of the rules is to rise early and chant Hare Krishna. So we may think, what's the difference? Let me rise late and chant Hare Krishna. What does it matter whether I rise early or rise late? But Shastra says you should rise early. Why? Because Krishna rises early. Why we're performing deity worship? The deity worship is uh, following the pastimes of Krishna. So Krishna rises very early. If you're going to keep the deity of Krishna, you have to worship him the way he lives, the way he is worshipped. So Krishna rises very early in the morning. So You have to rise early. If you're going to serve Krishna. You have to rise early, wake Krishna, serve him. And in this way, we develop the consciousness of the spiritual world. If we, The whole idea is to develop our love for Krishna and go to the spiritual world. That means we have to become trained for that mode of life if we're living a materialistic life then we can't go to the spiritual world because our material desires will remain only those who are qualified by purifying consciousness they can go to the spiritual world if we have material desires this material world is the place for fulfilling them so material desires means we have to take birth again and again to fulfill those desires but when our desires are fully purified then we can go to the spiritual world so that that training is required that it should actually for a devotee who's trained in krishna consciousness then because his consciousness is purified and his activities are purified then there's not very much difference between what his service to krishna here and his service in the spiritual world in other words, here a devotee is chanting Hare Krishna, serving Krishna, thinking of Krishna, associating with Krishna's devotees. And when he gives up this body, by, by that purification, he's fully spiritualized. He goes to the spiritual world. And what does he do in the spiritual world? He worships Krishna. He thinks of Krishna. He lives with Krishna. He associates with Krishna's devotees. He chants Krishna's names. So he's fully prepared for that. But if we're maintaining material consciousness, if we like to watch all nonsense movies on TV, and we like to go to bars and restaurants, and wear all different kinds of fashions, and decorate our bodies in a, with the idea of making our bodies attractive to others, then uh, how can we go to the spiritual world? Because we're in the wrong consciousness. So Krishna is giving the process of devotional service by which we can become purified and we can enter the spiritual world, which is the world of pure love. Here in this material world, especially in the modern age, love is much advertised, especially in the TV and cinema. There's so much talk of love, love, love. But actually they're just promoting sex, that's all. In what they call love, it's just sex life. Which is, uh, that is not actual love. That is is simply some sensation or some fantasy of happiness. But real love means that selfless love for Krishna in which there is no personal desire for any sense enjoyment. So this kind of, when we hear the word love, we shouldn't misunderstand that love of Krishna is like some uh, sensuous love as advertised in this material world. But that is Uh, Spotless, free from any personal desire. So this process of devotional service, that is meant for that, bringing us in contact with Krishna by the regulated principles, by which, following, we worship Krishna, we regularly take the darshan of Krishna, we hear about Krishna, we discuss about Krishna, we become fully spiritualized by Krishna consciousness, and then naturally our attraction for Krishna. Our love for Krishna, these things will grow, and we become, then for our own actual benefit, we become fully spiritualized, fully purified, liberated, and go to the spiritual world to associate with and serve Krishna eternally. This Krishna is recommending to us. Hare Krishna.